Welcome to the Disney Hour Express podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Rob. We are two hopelessly romantic Disney enthusiasts. Sharing fun stories, secret tips, and family travel experiences. If you are a Disney newbie, or maybe a season pass holder, we hope you find this information helpful. We turned our love of Disney into a unique boutique travel agency that books Disney and Universal vacations. We've got a lot of stories, so cozy on up, choose your favorite drink, whether that be a cocktail or a hot chocolate, and enjoy the Disney Hour Express. Hey, babe. Yo. Happy St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. Did you do anything special? I did not do anything that special today except live life to its fullest as a family man. (laughs) I don't even want to ask what that (laughs) means. We'll just say... We had a day <laughs> today. We had a day. <laughs> was it challenging? Yes. Was it rewarding? I'll tell you in a couple weeks when I look back. <laughs> or years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was, uh, it was a day. We had a day. We had yeah. a sick, we had a sick kid first thing this morning, and um, you know that just. The, the snowball effect that came about. Mom had to go to work. Dad got to stay home. Mm-hmm. Only mm-hmm. because mom has normally been getting stuck with the days off. These kids are so sick. It's insane. It is insane. It's just, and it's not even like just them complaining of belly aches, which they do all the time. It's like they're actually, believe me, we put them through the ringer. Like we don't. This <laughs> there just, are a lot of questions yeah, that yeah. are involved with any sick day that are like, that's no, taken. No, you're going to school, and then it's like legit, you know, fevers. Uh, for, we can talk <laughs> about it. That's our side podcast. It's um, <laughs> tummy How talk. do you get through 2023 <laughs> with your sanity? <laughs> Lots um, of drinks. <laughs> but we got a little fire pit in, mm-hmm. played with the dogs. Yeah. A little yeah. this and that. Exciting news about Tron today. What? There's exciting news about Tron? That's right. So we've been told this whole time that Tron's opening on April 4th, but surprise, surprise, there's going to be a soft opening happening and it starts on March 20th. The first day of spring. First day of spring. So that's just about the time you're going to be listening to this. That's so cool. It's going to be, Tron will be sprung. Into spring. So how is that going to work? I don't really quite understand. You're so good with the times and with the making the reservations. I know that it's going to be in your My Disney Experience app, but Mm -hmm. what do you do exactly? So, I mean, you know, everyone knows I'm very clear when I talk about the, the, you know, Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes. No one's ever been confused by that. (laughs) We never had to re-record something. Definitely not. So... Tron, as we mentioned before, is going to be a uh, virtual queue ride. There means there's no standby lines. You cannot just walk up and wait in you know four hours to get into Tron. You will have to use the My Disney Experience app. So there's two um, 
times when uh, spots, I guess you could call them, are available will be released. They're at 7 a.m. and then again at 1. So what does that mean exactly? Do I need to be on my phone at like 6.59 a.m.? Or yeah, can I go at 7.01 a.m.? How, how does well, this work can. exactly? So yeah, yeah, you want to be before 7. Okay. Get on there. Make sure you're logged in. Find the appropriate, you know, get as far as you can go to find the Tron, you know, find the Tron ride in the app. Probably have a virtual queue button that won't be, uh, you know, grayed out or something. But you want to get as far as you can. And then once it hits seven, you know, all systems go. Important things is to have your party all um, connected. So if you're right. with, if you're traveling with friends or, you know, obviously, you know, you normally have your family already added into your app and make sure right. your party, sometimes it changes, you know, who's there, who's not. If Uncle, Uncle Skippy's there, you know, somebody left Johnny at home alone. <laughs> oh boy um so yeah so then at seven o'clock so yeah can, all that needs to be taken care of yeah. like far in advance yes. of your journey you can link that your travel specialist can help you with that it mm -hmm. does get a little complicated but once you guys are all linked together and you're my disney experience mm -hmm. it will go smoothly and then so that seven o'clock hits you get in it gives you it uh if you're lucky enough to get a spot it'll give you a like a boarding number and then it'll give you like an estimated uh, time of when your boarding, your your boarding number will be called. Mm -hmm. uh, it usually, you know, as the day goes on, it moves up and stuff. Uh, you know, rides break down, it moves back. It's again, it's an estimated time. Obviously, it's seven o'clock. The parks aren't open yet, even with like any early magic hours. So you don't have to be in a park for that. Right. Um, now, there's another time at one o'clock, again, where there's another opportunity. In order to get into that, you have to be inside Magic Kingdom. Right. In order to do that. Um, I guess, you know, I guess I got to look into, I don't know if it was a park hopper. If well, you can, I, I think that's true. I or, think if you're yeah. in a different park, you can, you can do try it, it out. Yeah. But you just, you have to be in a Disney park and yes. they know. They do. They, they track always you. know. <laughs> Mickey knows. Mickey knows. Now, so can we explain this a little bit further? I'm sorry, I didn't know if you're done with this thought. Mm -hmm. But when we used the virtual queue, mm -hmm. it kept kind of getting moved up and moved down and well, all around. What, so yeah. so it was a little bit variable with the times. So you were like in a boarding group mm -hmm. and then that group is what changed around yeah. and you had to just be really aware. Yeah, you did have to keep checking the app to just see when your boarding group was and then head there. And it gives you, it's a window. It gives you, it says, you know, it's boarding now and it gives you, I, I believe it's like an hour window. Mm. I go back and double check that and leave a note somewhere, but it does give you a window of, of time to get there. Now, once you get there, it's not like a lightning lane where you just, you know, scan your Mickey band or your magic band and go in and like get you because you're boarding with a group. There's other people that are, you know, right around your number or in your boarding group you do you will wait in a line um so it's again it's not just don't expect to like walk on the ride oh that's always been my experience but that's a good point well that's be, yes but if you remember like rise of the resistance like it was we still waited a little bit in a line it wasn't a huge line at mm. that point because it was later in the day which was the i think the only time we did a virtual queue at that point right um but yeah so that's that's just something 
to be aware of when you're doing timing because you know you might have other gd pluses uh scheduled other lightning lanes so yeah yeah. but this is so cool i'm so glad for all the spring breakers that they're going to get this opportunity yeah um especially i know florida a lot of florida schools are are on spring break so it would be great for them if they could get over to the park and test it out and yeah uh, now, so cool. And they had big Tron parties too. We saw yeah. um what was it? Donald Duck was all Mickey up in Minnie, his yeah. Tron gear and well, Mickey they and Minnie. Him, uh, oh, they uh, had a good name for him and I can't remember was what it. Was it Tronald Duck? Tronald was Duck. It? <laughs> it was Tronald Duck. That was pretty It was cool and he's all lit uh, up and stuff. Cool. It, was, it was neat to see. So the other thing just to point out is that this is Tron Wolb is also an individual lightning lane ride. So you can pay for an additional fee. To, to skip the line mm-hmm. um, and you could kind of, and you know, you could choose, you'll get the earliest window possible again. So that's kind of like, it's a little confusing, but it's, it, it is an individual lightning lane. They just announced as well. I forgot. And I didn't even mention this to you that, um, and I was speculating that seven doors mine train once Tron came would then drop down to genie plus, but seven doors mine train is going to stay at individual li- lightning yeah. lane. Yep. Right, so they'll actually have two individual lightning lane rides in Magic Kingdom, which is kind of it's not normally like that. It's like all the other right. parks have one, so it's a it's a little unusual. But you know, Disney knows what they're, they're right. like. You know what? We can make an extra fourteen to twenty dollars per person yeah. on a ride. So oh, and those lightning lanes have really priced up lately. Yeah. I, I mean. Was it, is it true or am I making this up that I saw one the other day for like twenty eight, twenty nine dollars? Yeah, I think. Or is that, that just the Genie Plus for the day? That could be the Genie Plus for the per day. Person. I think the okay. light. I, I believe the Lightning Lanes uh, top up at. I think it's now. Now you're making me. Now I'm second guessing whether it's twenty dollars even or it was like twenty two. Okay, we'll have to do a little yeah. fact check on that because it's changed so much. Now, in the past, like it's changed so much over the year where when all of this began, our travel specialists, bleh, our travel <laughs> specialists were able to do all these things for you, get your Genie Plus, help you with uh, how to organize right. your day. Mm-hmm. And now it's you have to buy your Genie Plus the day, the day of. of, which makes it a little bit... Um, yeah. different I mm-hmm. guess and and it's okay your travel specialist will help you prior to your trip and give mm-hmm. you some documents on how to make that genie plus work for you and yeah. and they're usually available by text message and whatnot but mm-hmm. yeah it, it does make it different and it makes it very variable to not know exactly how much you're going to be spending because now yeah. like I said it's the it's the big spring break time between now and mid-April I think is the last of the spring breaks when the Connecticutians all are are at spring break in Florida and the New Hampshire New Hampshireites <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure, sure. All, of the, Let's go for it. all of it uh all of us uh Vermont, New England Vermontians, Vermontians and... <laughs> Massachusetts <laughs> I don't know um but they're all down there and it's just uh yeah Yeah, so expect that you're gonna Mm -hmm. pay the probably top price for genie plus per person and as well as individual landing lanes absolutely there's gonna be longer waits in the rides that do have standby queues it's gonna be longer waits 
Yeah, but spring break means it's spring, baby, and things are popping up everywhere, which is really, really cool. I love this transition into um, everything around here coming to life. And I've heard down in Florida, it's more like everything covered in pollen, (laughs) like (laughs) to the extreme, Mm -hmm. which is fair. It's fair. But um I wanted to spend some time talking about the International Flower and Garden Festival. What do you mean? You want to talk about flowers and gardens? No, that's so I unlike did. you. I did. And I have to tell you, I've been working closely lately with somebody who is in the Disney college program dcp and i ask her questions pretty much every other hour about everything having to do with living with the land where she worked for many many months and i'm telling you she's gonna be so tired of me after a while because i just have question after question well you know you have a topic that you love you want to learn everything you can about it i do and she's so nice she answers all of my questions and i just feel so bad (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna keep coming so anyways shout out to nicolette (laughs) thank you for answering all my questions and this also you know we're we're recording this on uh saint patrick's day so you know everything's wearing green this is gonna be a very green episode because everything we're talking about yes well, you know, okay, so we talk about Epcot a lot, and I think it's just because uh, the, maybe the season in life we're in is just we love the things that Epcot has to offer. It's um, it's grown up. Yeah, it's it's more, yes, it's more adult. There's less uh, pure kid. However, even though it's grown up, it still offers the magic that we're looking for, like having concert series, like right at your fingertips that you can walk by or seeing these magical topiaries, which we're going to talk all about that bring you back to just the innocence of childhood of I mean, these really big things that I remember, I remember all the topiaries in my childhood. (laughs) Okay, but like larger than life butterflies or hippos dancing or donald duck greeting you i mean it's it's transformative you know i can't hopefully our kids really like the uh, the concert series from blue oyster cult that's all (laughs) i know i heard i heard our six-year-old singing don't fear the reaper the other day (laughs) (laughs) well okay so the garden rocks concert series is returning to epcot international flower and garden festival this march and um, it features internationally recognized artists performing Friday through Monday. So just kind of the weekend. And it showcases the local Orlando talent on Tuesday through Thursday. Um, and so it's going to be over at that American Gardens Theater. So that's right across from America. America. Correct. Like we went I mean, there recently. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I mean, I don't it's right know on the water. That, is that called America, the American Garden? I mean, it says America, so it's across from America, American Gardens Theater. That makes sense to me. Yeah, it's right on the water. Um, it, it, I mean, it's like directly. I remember it being right across from a Jeffrey's coffee stand. I needed that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's a really nice area. There's plenty of seating, and you can just kind of go take a load off for a little while and listen to these really really talented artists 
I understand that you're joking around about Blue Oyster Cult. That's okay. Um, but I just, I mean, we just put them there to mention a couple of the bands that were coming through. Mm-hmm. So they're there this weekend. And right, the 19th through 20th yep. and April 16th through 17th. Uh, another one is Switchfoot and June 2nd through 5th, Plain White Tees. There is really a long, long list of yep. talented artists rolling through there. So I'd suggest taking a look. I'd say, uh, hey there, Delilah. Why don't you go check out that list? (laughs) You know, (laughs) that song is so catchy. It really, really is. And then when they play the second song, you could go, huh? Do you know the background of that song? I do not. (laughs) So I Uh heard the, the, the artist who wrote the song talk about it and the Delilah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Delilah and the oh. artist, like they were never an item. Okay. Like Delilah was just dating somebody else and uh. it was just really like this really huge romanticized song okay. the artist wrote and it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't quite what we all magically thought it was sadly, but Delilah is such a magical name that I could see how, We'd all be like in awe, like, oh, Delilah, you're amazing. (laughs) Well, you know what? I would argue that Abby is a magical name. (laughs) And Uh you're amazing. Brownie points. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. So back to the International Flower and Garden Festival. So this is going on for a really long time. We've mentioned this before, that these festivals are getting longer and longer, which is amazing. This is from March 1st to all the way to July 5th. So this is very, very long. Just after someone's birthday. That's true. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Our country? (laughs) (laughs) It is true. I was talking about Uncle Sam. (laughs) So I've really shied away from talking about uh, this festival because it's just so awe-inspiring. There's so much going on throughout it that I feel like I can't give it. Every time I brought up a topic, she was like, well, I guess we're not talking about the International Flower and Garden Fest. I was like... We're just going to have to push it back a week. (laughs) But I also feel like there's just, like I said, there's just so much to talk about here. Um, The amount of detail that goes into organizing and implementing the program is a lot. Um, The festival showcases the park um, with the beauty of massive flower beds that have really bright colors. Um, and this is Disney's crowning horticultural event. It is known to draw in about 7 million visitors each year, which is insane. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. And so it started in 1994, which really isn't, I mean, I guess it is that long ago, but it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. And um, it's a staple event every year. It just gets bigger and bigger because not only is it about the flowers and the gardens, now it's about the food. They have so many food offerings. And Mm -hmm. then as we had just mentioned, it's about the shows that come through, the talented musicians that come through. So it's this triple threat that we've got going on here. and, And how can you miss that? That's really cool. Absolutely. So you had talked a little bit about the foods before and we'll talk about the foods later i want to get into topiary talk (laughs) so what is a topiary 
Well, the, the basic definition of a topiary. Is it Edward Scissorhands just chopping things out of uh, hedges? Absolutely. When he's done cutting hair, he's just going at it with the, the hedges. What is the basic definition of a topiary, Rob? It's when shrubs or trees are clipped into ornamental shapes. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for that wonderful definition. Um, to make shapes out of shrubs or, or trees, it, it takes so much longer than just a little bit of time because the growth process and the twisting of the vines and making them stick where you want them to stick. So it's years of dedication to making just the perfect topiary. Um, but yeah, no, it definitely takes a, uh, yeah, no, it takes a long time. I mean, and these things are really, I mean, they're elaborate. Yeah, no, completely. And, and they're like, I mean, they're, they're enormous in size as well as the effort that has to go into it, the undertaking to get all this to go. I mean, it's look, it's hard enough. Uh, uh, I've seen Abby, you know, the effort that she has to put in to keep, you know, our home garden alive. These topiaries are just, yeah. you know, beyond above and beyond anything like that. It is. So um, the story is that um, Disney Walt Disney, oh, that is. I heard of him. <laughs> yeah, he saw some topiaries in a fancy European garden in Europe and decided he needed to have them. He needed to have them in the parks. So even though the flower and garden has only been going on since 1994, topiaries have been a thing of Disneyland and Disney World since their beginnings, since the birth, as part of the entire magical ordeal so he wanted to bring his beloved characters to life through plants. Huh. Um, but and he didn't plants. want to wait 20 years because he's impatient like the rest of well, us. Well, good. I mean, plants are life. So, <laughs> so he needed some magical creator help, right? This is when the uh, Imagineers and the horticultural team came in to figure out how can we make Topiaries ASAP. <laughs> How can they? <laughs> well, <laughs> I had to do a lot of research because I wasn't quite sure. I didn't know. Basically, I'll share with you what I learned. I just really didn't know how they made them. I mean, you can imagine and you could think that they're fake. and like, You know, of course, they're fake. That's the easiest way to do it. But. Yeah. Then it wouldn't be a live flower and garden show, now would it? Yep. You don't want, you know, you don't want little Johnny that, you know, now that this is the time he wasn't left alone. And they actually, his parents <laughs> brought him to the uh, flower and garden festival. You want him to know that this, if he touches that topiary, which he probably should, it probably says don't touch. If he touches it though, he sneaks that touch. You want him to feel a real leaf in there. You want you know, Absolutely. A real flower. And there's actually something to be said for that, that they pretty much have doubles of everything in case things like this happen. Yeah, okay. In case, like, let's say there's like a disease that like grows in one and just totally kills it off. Like they have to have backup and they always do. So today's topiaries are made out of custom made stainless steel frames. 
and they're built on property. They have an area where they build all these topiaries, and the frames are then stuffed with sphagnum moss. Oh, that's that's my second favorite type of moss. <laughs> and then, First is peat. <laughs> and then um uh there's planted they plant inside that moss like inside of all of that um mm-hmm. thumb-sized plant plugs. That's plant plugs. Plant plugs. Okay. All right, got it. <laughs> Don't be asking questions you can't answer. <laughs> I'm still discovering all of this. There's a good chance there'll be a topiary in our yard at some point. <laughs> well, that was really going to be my opening question. It's like, babe, <laughs> if you drove home one day <laughs> and turned up our very large driveway and there was just a a bunch of topiaries lining the driveway <laughs> would you just turn around and leave or would no. you be like she's done it she's turned our property into um, walt disney's dream it would it would just be more like i would just look for a second then i just kind of <laughs> go about my day and be like yep this sounds right <laughs> like i knew this was happening at some point <laughs> well i'm glad you've already accepted it because tomorrow i'm just kidding i'm just kidding so so they do have a nursery over at disney where these topiaries are crafted and um the metal frames are started Mm -hmm. so prior to all of this um uh, the sphagnum being put on and the uh, little plant plugs put in, they do have to put a netting on it, like a deer netting that acts like the skin on the topiaries. So if you back up, you you have the metal frame, then you have that deer netting, deer netting skin. Why can't I talk today? Yeah. And then the moss and then the plant plugs is where you're going to put the plant, the small little plants into. Gotcha. And then it needs to take time because those plants are very small. When they come, they need to get used to their new environment and they need to spread out and grow and be magnified. So it, so it takes months and months of this. Uh, like if you were to get a haircut, it's going to take months for it to grow out and fill in or your beard. It's going to take months to grow out and fill in and look full and beautiful. Why are you smiling at me like this? I feel like I've, I've taken some sort of crazy train and you're just like, yep. I just love topiary talk. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, so it takes forever. And it, it's really detailed. You really have to, like I said, there's so many. I mean, they're going to be using disease-free plants and whatnot. But there's always things to be concerned about when you're working with live plants. Um, so what I thought was very interesting, too, is inside the topiary so inside that netting and the metal frames you have to put irrigation lines and they're snaked through to keep the topiaries watered um and it's just an it's another science it's another science that you have to understand what part needs more water and what part needs less i was reading um jim Corcus, I think is his name, um, that he wrote about all these topiaries. And he was saying that the arms and other extremities dry out quicker 
in the topiaries while the bodies would rot if they were watered too much. So you have to have this very um, detailed uh, watering system for every single topiary that's really specific. um, And it's a slow drip irrigation system. And these were created and installed in the topiaries in the 1990s, or this kind of system was uh, then starting to be used in the 1990s and that's the primary procedure today so do you think um you think his jim corkis you think his friends just call him corky <laughs> I, I bet you they do he probably hates it <laughs> corky so it's a lot to think about i mean if you go over there and you look at let's say there's a new elsa and you mm. think like what if her arms are giving you that frozen stance and like you have to think about okay they need this certain amount of drip to keep alive but her body is very full of moisture so it needs like less drip and then her face Mm -hmm. so over anyways (laughs) it's it's interesting for me to think about maybe not as interesting for you but uh i hope you're enjoying this very nerdy episode of me just being like a fangirl of topiaries um yeah. So <laughs> this if you're been... looking for a birthday gift for me, just get gardening supplies. Thanks. <laughs> and this has been Topiary Talk with Abby. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, now they add so much more to the topiaries. So even though I said in the beginning that there's like no plastic, they're real plants, they actually have added some more... Um, objects to the plants to make them look more colorful and lively so like they might have real shoes on them or they might have like a real belt or just really small details like that um to to make them more lively and i think that's really great i mean it's still that main topiary awesome uh piece of art that's there but it has just a little bit more to it so one character alone might require up to 1,000 plants. That's that insane. Seems, it seems small to me, actually, especially if you think of how small the plants are when they first start and then they have yeah. to grow. Um, but amazing transformation. You think about the detailed diligence that goes on behind the scenes and it absolutely shines through. It's really awesome. No, that is, it is cool. It is amazing how they get it all together. So some of the larger than life ones that they have this year um, are, are include Mirabelle yep. and the others from the cast of Encanto and the gorgeous Tiana. Hers mm-hmm. is just is outstanding. She's new this year. And then they also have the classics like Donald Duck and Daisy. The Tronal Duck and Daisy. <laughs> Goofy, Mickey and Minnie. And there's just like so many. There's yeah. There's so, so many. So it's, Def- really cool. it's definitely worth getting there to check them out. I think, you know, you might be sitting there and you're like, eh, all right. Yeah, believe me. I mean, I, I've, they're amazing. They're amazing. They are amazing. But talk about some amazing food for me. So, I mean, yeah. So that's besides, you know, getting to see all these topiaries, you can walk around and they set up all these booths. You know, in between the uh, the normal booths that are set up, or booths or kiosks, um, even some you know the sit down restaurants in the different uh, countries all throughout Epcot at the World Showcase. So they have 
and there's a ton of food and like, there's no way I could cover it all. Some of the items that I saw as it's going around, of course, the page that I had it on is now not loading properly because internet loves me. Hmm. So the, one of the things that I was looking at was, and this is what like, like this is a new food to the flower garden festival, not to the world, but they said it's really good. Chicken and waffles at the honey bee stro honey bistro. Get it? <laughs> yeah. So, that, I mean, that sounds amazing. Um, they said it has like a little bit, so it's crispy honey breaded, honey brine chicken and honey sweet cornbread waffle with whipped honey butter and spicy honey. Ooh. So it has a little kick to it. And, you know, all this, like a lot of this stuff, it's getting fresh ingredients, fresh butter. Oh, yeah. Oh, the butter. Mm. <laughs> we've, we've talked about that before. So that was an item. Uh, some returning favorites that they have. This is a new um, festival, uh, like a new spot at the festival this year. It's called Brunch Cot. <laughs> One of the items they have is uh, fried cinnamon roll bites. Um, count me in. Yeah, right. And that's, <laughs> Times three. So they have that comes with a cream cheese frosting and candied bacon. Oh, so you know, interesting. They had that uh, brunch cot also has like a, a interesting looking avocado toast. Um, what was the other? There were some drinks. Now they have for the for everyone. There's a nice special is an orange lemon smoothie non-alcoholic so the whole family and they said it's like drinking an orange sherbet oh nice or a creamsicle so that's like interesting so while they do have that they they have non-alcoholic drinks they do have alcohol drinks as well there is a le vienne rosé frozen slush at fleur de lis um calling my name yeah, so this one, it's made vodka, Grey Goose, Grey Goose La Orange Vodka, St. Germain Elderflower Liqueur, and White and Red Cranberry Juices. What? And it's served in like a Cosmo glass, so it's, uh, yep. somebody may already have I'll one of them up be, here. I'll be visiting that booth. Thank you. <laughs> then there's a, a Frozen Desert Violet Lemonade, and Ooh. it looks amazing. Um, that's at Pineapple Promenade. Um, what were the other ones? There's also for you people out there. There's a spicy hot dog. Huh. That's what it looks like. It's a spicy hot dog. It's truly. It's they said it's the spiciest thing they've tried at the festival. So that's something to go find out. There's a spicy chicken gumbo. Um, there was. They said best booth at the fest brunch cot. Mm. Definitely worth checking out. Everyone loves brunch. Everyone loves brunch, but it was tied with Floor Delise. So there you go. There you go. That was that. They also have for the kids. There's the, they're gonna love this one. Find it out. Brunch cut. They have it. Fruit Loops shake. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and it's. I mean, you, it, it is what it is. It's a shake with Fruit Loops in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's also they have one. They have a. Uh, Plant-based dishes as well. So they have something called Impossible Lumpia. And that's a, <coughs> it has, excuse me, it has a little bit of a kick to it. Um, it they basically look like egg rolls, but it has Impossible uh, meat mixed in, okay. mixed in there. And it has like a, a Thai sweet chili sauce. Oh, 
that little extra kick. That's just some of the things that were out there. I mean, there's a huge menu. You could look up online. You could go there. You could just walk around and see everything. There's a ton of, you know, they have uh, local beers. Mm-hmm. They have imported beers. I mean, they, they really bring in everything, all unique products. So it's worth going to check out as you're walking around and, and looking at the beautiful um, greenery. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds really good. I'm excited for all that. Now, I do have a Epcot trip coming up, and um, it's for a friend celebrating their birthday. And she really wanted to go to Les Saliers, which is a steakhouse. And I was kind of like, yay, because <laughs> I'm a vegetarian <laughs> and I want to celebrate your birthday how you want to celebrate your birthday. So I took a peek at the menu and I was delighted to see that they had plant-based dumplings at the um, steakhouse. So I'm yeah. super psyched now. I feel like yeah. I'm going to be well taken care of if I don't just have to eat bunny food. It's pretty <laughs> so, cool. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I think that's going to be great. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What else you got going on? So there was a little bit of, there was a uh, universal uh news kind oh, really? of hmm. we're a little bit and and this has been going on for a little while but we kind of got lost in the shuffle of things is that there's they're opening up a new minions ride so fun they're, they're i love keep, the minions they're keeping the minions ride that currently you know is there Good. but shrek 4d which was just kind of just past the minions ride uh-huh. closed down a while back yes and so did. now they're opening it's going to be called the villain con minions blast Great. And it's going to be a ride where you, it's an interactive, like, uh, uh, shooting ride, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like a Men in Black or Toy Story. Okay. One of those types of things. And as you're, you're going through, you have to, you're trying to become part of the, I forget what they call them in the minions, like it's supposed to be some group, like the Sinister Six or something like, something along those lines. Sinister Six is a Marvel term, so I doubt they're using that, but something along those. So you're trying to, you try to get a high enough score so that you could join the ranks of these villains. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty cool. And then they're even doing a Minions Cafe next to it. Um, right now it's all scrim in front of it, but it's it, it's supposed to be, they're saying, I think the fall is when it's going to open. Okay. So. I think that's really cool. What a great idea and a great uh, use of space because everybody loves Minions. I yeah. mean, I'm telling you. So cool. Nope. Absolutely. So good time at the Minions. But anywho, yeah. I mean, can we talk about more plants? I mean, because I got more to say. You're talking, <laughs> you're, you're talking Tope Talk. You want to do Tope Talk? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> no. just to finish out our episode about spring and plants are blooming and all that good stuff. I uh, During all my research, I just thought it was just so interesting, the circle of life that Disney World specifically is able to follow. Um, you know, they got all those animals over at Animal Kingdom who are pooping up a storm. And wait, <laughs> that's wait, right. We we went to poop talk now? That's right. Tope talk to poop talk. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting the poop. Oh, boy. Shooting the poop with Abby and Ralph. <laughs> all, we just seem to reach so many levels every Friday night. I, I don't even know where to go with this now. But uh, I guess I did bring up the poop. So all the animals, they produce the poop and it goes to a nearby fertilizer manufacturing plant. 
which is really amazing. So they use that, turn it into fertilizer, and then bring it back to all the to the nursery that's housing all the baby plants that they're putting in throughout all the parks. Mm -hmm. So it's just this awesome circle of life and then those plants might be some of the plants that are growing to feed the animals like we just watched the whole um this episode about one of the belugas being sick over at the animal kingdom show animal kingdom Mm -hmm. and they needed to measure how many heads of lettuce (laughs) that the beluga was eating and those heads of lettuce were from oh oh, thank you thank you a manatee you are so correct Mm -hmm. um uh the heads of lettuce definitely came from the um greenhouse oh, yeah. <laughs> and so they looked magnificent and even the vet on the show was just like nothing but the best for yeah, right. exactly our, for uh, these manatees manatee yeah want, um, was it manny the manatee maybe so but it is interesting i mean everything is used and everything is reused and just goes through that cycle and uh, mm-hmm. i think that was another walt disney dream that it was, I mean, his whole dream was from this beautiful small town America to uh, being a conservationist, really conserving mm-hmm. the land and understanding that we need to use our resources and we need to be careful with what we have. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like Disney could go off the grid and be perfectly fine. Well, that's what, right. He was looking to build something that was like self-sustainable. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's a cool, cool fact to read uh, all the way through. Um, but yeah, there we go. Well, that's what you know. After you manufacture that poop, I think you're in the full circle of life. And that's all we got for you today, folks. <laughs> so uh, best of luck <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I hope you caught a leprechaun. This has been a Family Travel Planner production. In three, two. Hey, babe. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that was different. <laughs> this is a, this is our second take, by the way. We, we did one. We just had a. It, we didn't go very far, so this is our second try. I changed it up. Do you want to do a third try? <laughs> I mean, always with you. <laughs> I just want to keep trying. <laughs> That's it. I got her speechless. Did you hear? <laughs> About the surprise from the grid. What? (laughs) Yeah. The surprise about Tron. (laughs) Wait, you mean, are we doing Tron talk? This is all about Tron? (laughs) Are you talking about the users? (laughs) <laughs> we're we're describing no, this. No, there's no way we're this keeping this ridiculous. in. <laughs> no, we're there's keeping no this. Way yes, this is... no, we have to. No, we have to. No, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold, gold. I tell you, this is ridiculous.
ridiculous. Right. I don't know. I think it's pretty good stuff. You can put it in your outtakes. 